After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of From the Rough, America's favorite golf podcast, live from the FanStream Sports Studios, Studio B of the FanStream Sports Studios in our mega complex, our mega broadcasting complex here in North Dallas, right on the tollway. Getting there. We're getting there. Welcome into the show, and it's a special treat, special show here as we discussed the show name change just uh, off the air prior to coming on late. Think about rebranding as two hot golfers. Who are those? Uh, it'd be us. We got to find some new people on to get on there then. Oh, so we have to fire ourselves? Yeah, we got to fire uh, ourselves for sure. Oh, that's a bad idea. Yeah, bad idea. Terrible. Colby can come on and do it. Terrible. I think Colby could talk golf. Uh, he could. He's such a professional. He can talk anything, whether it's correct or not. Oh, so another like me. Story. That's another story. So he'd just be me. Is that what we're saying? Uh, you're a little better at golf anyways. But not at golf, but at talking golf. Just, just a little better, Kobe I guess. supersedes you in every other aspect. Uh, sure. There's no question. In life, in literally everything. Yeah. Uh, he supersedes me in women, too. Well, yeah. Uh, Johnny, what a momentous tournament we had is the 2024 Mexico Open First-time winner, a guy that I had on a, on my card a couple weeks ago. You were missed so, it by that much. You were so excited, texted me, and you're drunk and stupid. It's like, I told you, I told you. I forgot it was before. I said, bro, that was two weeks ago you picked him. <laughs> it was close, like, though. Yeah, it was, I mean, for you to actually even know his name, it's pretty good. That's pretty right. Good. I did a little bit of research, and yeah. I saw he's an up-and-comer, and I knew this would, you know, that this and that were those. These were reduced field. Um, tournaments that, yeah. that he was in, and I thought he's got a shot, you yeah. know. So, but of course, Jake Knapp fends off another rookie, Sammy Valamaki. I called him Mrs. Doubtfire on the ESPN local channel in Salamaki. I called him Miss Doubtfire, <laughs> but I thought that was Colin Montgomery. Well, it used to be, but it, it might be his son. This There's a new his, one, this might be his son. This might be his son. But man, it was you know, he, he was running away with this thing the first three days. Uh, and then, of course, we're reminded on Sunday that this thing ain't easy. Golf's hard. These guys are good. Golf is hard. Yep. Because, man, he almost coughed it up. Yo. Everything he hit, it looked like me. Everything he hit went left. No, it went right. It's going left. No, he had the double misses, which is. Both ways. Yeah, and that's the, that's the cardinal sin for a PGA. I like it both ways. <laughs> I like other guys. Next show. And Jerome says you can't play that anymore because it could be a negative, I like other guys. That? Well, he said, well, when I said don't do it again, that doesn't mean do it again. Oh, is that? But I didn't know what you were talking yeah. about. Well, you know what it is. You've heard of him. Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> That's better. Uh, but it would, he, the two-way misses, he had it going left. The fir- the, well, the first couple holes and nerves – not to get too much into technical talk, but in when you're when you start hitting it left as a tour player, as your body doesn't rotate and your hands and arms flip and the club face shuts down and it goes left, right? Right. I don't think that's too technical. Okay, so you try to overcompensate for that and you start blocking it right. You overturn the club gets stuck. Um, so there's a lot there's a lot of stuff that way that he had that two way miss, which was like, like I said, for a tour player, that's the worst thing you can do. But he but he. He caught up. He had to move backwards, and somebody had to catch him a little bit, and two things had to happen. Especially you look at you had, you had Salam, uh, Salam, uh, Sammy Salamaki. Stick with that, right? I was right. going to say Salamaki, Salamanders. I say Salamanders. Salamander. I haven't even had a drink yet. Yeah, you but have. No. Well, no. Uh, he had to go catch him, and he did. He got to a point where he, where he got him because he was too over par after the first three or four holes. So, you know, he had to kind of settle in. It's hard, especially especially a couple guy, a guy that never won on the PGA Tour. He's a rookie on the PGA Tour, and this changed his life. 
I mean, it, it certainly changed his life. And if you were listening on the broadcast and heard a little bit of his backstory, which is pretty cool. Yeah. He was used a to be a bouncer. He used to be a bouncer. You could see he's he's super fit. Maybe he's too little to be a bouncer. He's not little. At the bars that I went to. He was yoked. You, I mean, you see how fit he was? Like, you know. Some yeah, of those, fit doesn't impress me, though. Yeah, you know, he's got he's got that quick strength. Anybody right? can be fit. He's got that twitchy strength. So, that being said, um, good for him. I mean, a win's a win. And like I said, some of those guys made a little bit of a move. But the guys that were sitting there at 12, 11 under that were – you know, seven shots back, eight shots back. They had to have a special round, and he had to move backwards. And some of those guys had a special round. But, you know, he kind of grabbed the reins a little bit. Even par doesn't sound very special. Usually when you're in the lead in a PGA Tour event and you shoot even par, you get lapped. And he had such a big lead that, uh, that he didn't. And, and really, I mean, good for both those guys, um, Valamaki and him. I mean, really. I mean, they, they, it's really changed the status for them. Certainly for the for the rest of the year. Valamaki, even though finishing second, he gets in a lot of these signature events. Right. I mean, he does, and it's changing his deal. I mean, he's going to play next week. He's going to play as much as he can, and he's, he'll play. He'll start to play more here in the U.S. Uh, as opposed to the DP World Tour. Um, so with the win, of course, Nap now um, has secured playing privileges on the tour for the next two years. Access to signature events for the remainder of this year. Invitations to the players, the Masters, and he gets 500 FedEx Cup points. I just heard we can't, they can't hear us. The station can't. We have an echo. Please hold. Oh. <laughs> fixed. Should have fixed it. Um, so, yes, all of those, all of those playing privileges... Um, the 500 FedEx cut points are nothing to sneeze at, right? Um, and, I mean, just a win in Mexico has pretty much, it's going to change his life, right? Because sure. he's got a lot more opportunities now. But so, so let me ask you this, John Gerber, PGA of America member, as I probably forgot to introduce you at the beginning of the show. You did. You did. Because you just started talking without waiting. But that's what we do around here. So we've had three first-time winners this year. Already. Nick Dunlap at the American Express, Matthew Pavon at Farmers, and now Jake Knapp here at the Mexico Open. There's a lot of people saying how watered down the PGA Tour is now because of Live Golf and the people that have defected and gone over to that. But, like, in this tournament, none of those guys would have played anyway, right? A couple. I mean, Ron played. I mean, like I said, he won last year, so a couple of those guys would. But certainly not. I mean, you know. But I mean, I don't think it's watered down necessarily. No, no. no. Listen, the PGA Tour is – these guys can still play golf. I mean, isn't a part of the PGA Tour an opportunity to see some of these up and rising stars that's going to come up? I mean, this has happened. Scotty Scheffler played in this before, before he was Scotty Scheffler, you know. Um, same with Jordan Spieth. They played in these type of events. Just Jordan Spieth winning John Deere catapulted his career, and it's revered as one of the lower-tier events on the PGA Tour. Right. So – you know, for the people that say that just doesn't – that I mean, listen, if they say that, they don't know shit about golf. They don't. I mean, it, it, everybody, everybody can play. They can all play. Right. It's just about those opportunities. You're going to see another opportunity in a few weeks, the, the second-tier event uh, uh, from Bay Hill. Right. That they're playing, uh, they're playing Puerto Rico. So, it's another opportunity for some of these guys, man. And, and golf is in a better place when you see these up-and-rising stars – that come up, maybe you haven't heard of them yet, but you certainly will. You're going to – Jake Knapp's story is, in, is is inspiring. Sure. Right? A lot of them are. Right. I mean, so, you know, the trials and tribulations that these guys have to go through. I went through it, right? So, yeah. So I know what it takes, and maybe my perspective is a little bit different than the general public that says, oh, I want to see the superstars. Well, that's great. We certainly are. But you have an opportunity throughout the year. But don't diminish these guys that are still PGA Tour players and think that they're scrubs because they're not. Right. And these guys were going to get opportunities at some point. Yeah, but not a lot, though. Not a lot, especially with the signature events. Yeah. Um, but that's why it's so imperative and so important that these guys play in these events. Uh, and just get their feet wet. It's hard to play a golf course for the first time and, and have, expect to have some success. It is. Yeah. That's what's more impressive than anything. A lot of these guys, Tony Finau, he's played there four times. Right? He just loves it down. When I love, I love, I love Puerto, uh, Puerto Vallarta. I know you don't like Mexico, even though you've never been there. Nope. But don't need to. It's no different than South Dallas. I mean, it's not. Don't like that either. 
Oh, there you go. <laughs> Wait, I feel like you made a racial comment there. That's not racial. Okay. I don't know who Rachel is, but. I do. We'll go with it. I'll see her at dinner. I bet you will. Yeah. Um, I, bet, I just got back in Dallas. They're all calling. Just like yesterday, right? Uh, no, I got here. Or Friday. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, I was busy watching golf all weekend. Well, good. That's what you're supposed to do. So, again, you know, he 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 had had this thing set up entering Sunday to just dominate, right? Like, he it was set up for just beautiful TV for, uh, you know, this new up-and-comer. It's not just his first win, but, dude, he just lapped the field, right? Just dominated. But he was, after 54 holes... He ranked first in strokes gained tee to green, third in strokes gained off the tee, and first in strokes gained approach. He had uh, an 11 birdie performance on Saturday, and all he needed to do was follow up with maybe not that great of a performance on Sunday, but something similar, right? And, dude, he'd have been crowned the king of Mexico. But, again, man, it looked like he was fighting his swing all day on Sunday. Tough. He never, ever at one time that I was watching him, he didn't look like the same golfer. His swing looked different, and he didn't look comfortable at all swinging the club. Well, I, I, I'll i go backwards a little bit different. I think he was com- maybe not swinging the club because that pressure is, you know, it's a little bit different. But but his, his demeanor and his emotions never changed. He never got super high. He never right. got super low, right? And so that is, that, is a, that is an art that not a lot of people have. And the easiest way you can get, and blow. I mean, it was. It could have been real easy for him to shoot seventy five. Mm-hmm. Really easy to shoot seventy five. Uh, not just the way he hit it, but he stayed very calm. His emotional control was incredible, and that's what propelled him. He he had belief in himself that hey, listen, I'm going to hit some bad shots. Everyone does, but I'm going to hit some good shots also. He, I thought his short game on the backside was as as long as the guy hits it to have a short game like that. That's incredible. Yeah. That is incredible. And, uh, I mean, I really liked it. And, and, and not to take a lot of the accolades off of him, but I was, I was just as impressed with Sammy uh, Valamaki than I was, as, as I was his. If you watch that guy, he's like kind of an old-back type of old-school player. He hits the ball left to right, right to left, high, low. Um, and I was impressed the shot shaping that he mm-hmm. was doing. And Jake's got one shot, right? He's got his stock shot, and he's just going to beat it. But those are the, those guys. Those two guys led the field in driving distance. And I said this. I said this on um, a lot of the affiliates that I do uh, premiere in the Sunday, the kind of the Sunday round is both of these guys are the lead the field in driving distance. Yeah, and. That's a great thing being on top because usually in the final round, if you're going to dominate a golf course and go out there and shoot 60 in the last round, you have to hit the ball far. Yeah. And there wasn't anyone in that lower tier that were trying to chase them that could dominate the place. Those are really the only two guys. So they had a little bit of that advantage. Uh, you know, somebody was going to have to shoot 62. They were. It, right. Because it, it, it was so spread out so, so far. But you don't, when you don't have that type of length, it's very difficult to shoot 62. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, this, I like the course, you know, watching. I'm not familiar with it like you right. are it's by awesome. any means, but, but watching it on TV, it looks like a course that suits the long guy, the guys yeah. that are long off the tee, the yeah. guys that are accurate off the tee. There's some str- strategy there, too. We talked sure. about that when we previewed it. I mean, there's some bunkerings in places about 300 yards yep. <laughs> that you got to maneuver yourself around. But you know what the coolest part? I didn't know if you really noticed. So, so – all the players took a ferry across the river from the hotel to the golf course. So they were taking like a, a, a trolley, a, a water trolley, right. a water taxi. Water taxi I, thought that yeah. was, I thought that was pretty cool. That is funny. Yeah, that, because that whole property is kind of built on the water and lagoons and stuff like that, which makes it great. So I thought it was pretty cool. Those guys weren't, you know, those guys were taking water taxis over as opposed to like, you know, a car. They're not, those guys aren't renting cars in Mexico. They're not doing that. No. They're, they're taking, and, and, you know, the cab situation, even though that's a super safe place, the cab situation is a little suspect also. So that little water trolley I thought was pretty cool. Probably run by somebody they know, you know, so they can trust it. Javier. Um, Javier. Javier. Uh, too hot Javier. They got those, they got those saltwater crocodiles there too. And really? Yo, in Mexico? Oh, man. I don't know anything oh, about that. Oh, of course, because you've never been there. Nope. And never will. Yeah, you will. Unless I get invited to play golf. I'll, okay, let's go. Let's go play golf. You can caddy for me in November. That's not the same as playing. I'll get. I'll let you hit a couple balls. Uh, can I hit a couple of your balls that count? No. <laughs> you let me putt. You can caddy. I putt better than you. I, I, I think I convinced the Mills to play next year. Yeah. 
But he so the, the, golf, the, the golf course they they for that tournament they uh, we they hire buses to go up because this golf course that we play is up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And Mills had never been out of the country, so he'd never seen third world. Yeah, and he loved the tournament. Probably right there with him. Uh, he he he. The bus ride was like 20 minutes, 25 minutes to go to the golf course every day and back. He was spooked out of the bus ride. He had just never seen. The like, things that he's seeing out the windows yeah, that y'all are passing. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, he was, that, that weirded him out. I'd probably fear for my life. I'd be the no, same way. No, you guys are so, man. I'm pretty sheltered, man. Just there's Canada a, and U.S. It's the only places I've ever been. There's a million places I could take you in Dallas. It's worse. Oh, okay. Well, I've probably seen those places. Well, why you? Well, I'd be more scared here than there. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, they're, they're it's closer to home here. They're easy. Uh, nap started Sunday with bogeys on two of the first three holes. Uh, he finally, that well, that was combined with a, for him, a well-timed birdie from Valamaki on the par four fourth, <laughs> and that cut Nap's edge to just one. And then three holes later, that his, his lead was completely gone uh, with, with an eagle by Valamaki on the par four seventh. How about that drive? Dude. I thought it was going in. Man, that would have changed. I mean, it, the eagle changed it as it was, yeah. but but man, yeah, if that, that had gone in, I might have been rooting for. I might have been cheering for him to win. Now, Miss Doubtfire, uh, Junior, Junior, Happy Gilmore, Junior. I like the Happy Gilmore analogy better. Homemade golf swings, those guys too, for sure. It doesn't look traditional, no. right? And that's what I love. I mean, yeah. they own they own their own stuff, and they know that's why it was so cool. Does that make it harder to have a coach? Because he's going to no. be trying to fix all of those things, right? No, your co- th- these guys have coached for the years of their life. So they've built that swing. So right. they know their goods and bads. Uh, you know what the cool part also is? I didn't know if you really noticed how cordial they were. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When they were walking down. Yeah. Maybe took a little bit of the pressure off. I know they had they had such a big lead between them in the field. They were place, almost yeah. like rooting for each other. Because, yeah. listen. I mean, they're both whoever, rookies. Whoever finished first, whoever finished second, it's a win-win for both. Right. So – I really like the I really like the way that uh, how they were kind of I don't rooting each other on, but I, I I saw a couple times when they hit a couple shots, you could see them look over, yeah. kind of clapping a little bit. Hey, right. man, that's so like it's so awesome. Yeah, and you love to see that in, in Abs- the sport. Absolutely, I love I love to see that. Now I also like to see the grind and the dog and the rivalries. I do like that. Yeah. But from two rookies that they know is like, hey, hey, if if I don't win, I want you to win because both either or it's changing our life. Yeah. It's changing. Yeah, like you said, they'll both, they'll both benefit from oh, it for sure. It's a, it's, a, it's a first place and second place. It's a difference between $15 million and $17 million, sure. really, over the course of a couple of years. It's yeah. life-changing. Yeah. It it's not that big of a deal, really. But it's like, like so uh, Valimaki's from Finland, so what, how many of those smell? What do they eat? They, they eat that, like, fish over there that's nasty. That yeah, I can't stand it. It smells terrible. That's a lot of those. smells like what we smelled in the kimchi. green room in here earlier. Yeah, like what Colby was eating. Kimchi. Yeah, whatever Colby was eating. It was yeah. bad. Yeah. You start got to start banning foods in the studio. Unless it's pizza. Well, that's, yeah, what? Drum, we get some drumlets every Yeah, day. we'll do wings too. Wings Maybe are good. Drumlets. Wings are good. Not as good as cocktails. All right, we're going to take our first break of the show. When we come back, we're going to go into some of the grades for the guys that were in the field, how they played. Some um, observations, what could have they had done different. Uh, and then, uh, of course, after that, coming up at the end of the show, we'll recap our picks. My mind weren't as good as I thought because, I, again, I thought I had what's-his-face in there. You were so excited. <laughs> was, man. You know why you did Because you, you, you spelled Steven Yeager wrong. You thought you were all serious, and then you saw no, his I name. No, I spelled it right. But the telecast on the PGA Tour was I know, I but it. on the website, on the PGA Tour website, it doesn't have an E. Everything on the web is correct. That's true. You can't put it on the web if it's not right. That's right. We are from the rough. I'm Car Tim. That's Johnny. We'll be back after this. Hello, sports fans. Fanstream Sports. Hi, golfers. IndyCar Tim here. I want to talk to you a little bit about Golf Central Magazine. It's not just a golf magazine. It's the magazine for everything. Turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. Head over to GolfCentralMag.com and check out the latest issue. Some of the regular features in Golf Central Magazine. The Golf Bachelorette of the Month. The Golf Bachelor of the Month. The Golf Cart Girl of the Month. Golf History. Grip it and sip it. So head over to GolfCentralMag.com. It's free. It's the magazine for everything. Turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. Golf Central Magazine at GolfCentralMag.com. We'll see you there. All right, guys. Time to talk a little bit about turf life. You've seen the hats on our heads. You've been or seen the video of the studio 
studio, you've seen that the decals are all over the place. Turf Life. Man, it's the brand that salutes the consumer and industry players everywhere whose lives involve turf. What does that mean? That means if you play or have a business or, you know, maybe you're a sports educator, you're going to be on turf at some point. So you live the turf life. So go ahead and tell everybody you live the turf life by having your turf life window decal. Or, you know, the hat or the keychain. Or the something. Along that line, just go to turflifeclub.com and become a turf head. That's what it's called when you live the turf life. You're now a turf head. And you can go join the club today and snag that window decal or snag any other special turf life accessories and go over there to that website, which is turflifeclub.com, and get your stuff and show everybody that, man, I'm all about that turf life. And then you just kind of raise your coffee mug at them and go, yeah, turf life, baby. That's what it's about. And then that's the end of the commercial. Ding. That means it's done in microwave talk. Hey, listeners, make sure you check out the brand new Fans Dream Sports in-studio text line. You can reach us during any of our live shows or 24-7 at 214-937-0569. That's 214-937-0569. Text us 24-7 day or night, and we'll reply to you and make you part of the show. Coming back at you. Now, more fans dream sports. Welcome back to Fan Stream Sports. I'm Indy Tim. That is Johnny the Gerb Man, Gerbinator, Mexico Open Champion, John Gerber. You know, I, we talked about, I did play in this event three times. You did? Yeah, three times. It, was, it wasn't at this golf facility, but I played in the event three times. We played uh, down south a little bit, um, but we played in Mexico City one year. Uh, but yeah, the hospitality and playing this event, that's what kind of, that's why it got me hooked on Mexico. I love the hospitality. I love everything about it. I just, man, I just have no desire. And that's okay. You can stay in your little bubble there, little peanut. But you know where I do want to go? Like, I, for some reason, this even before I met you and, and heard of your experiences there, I've always wanted to go to Costa Rica. Like, I think oh, I might want to yeah. live in Costa Rica. It's awesome. I love it. Costa Rica is more American than probably Dallas is. To be, I mean, that's I, probably that's, why I want to go. No, I've heard that. I've heard that. It's incredible. There's a lot of Americans that live down there. I love and, it. I love it. I love everything about it. Is there beaches in Costa Rica? Oh, man, it's got the best. It's not like an interior country? Oh, no. It's the best. It's on the coast. Can you live like in a hut on the beach if you want? Sure. Costs you about $3 a day. Yeah. Will you you watch my kids while I'm gone? No. (laughs) That'll cost you another $3. (laughs) $3 each? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's that would cost be, me a fortune. That'd be one hundred and twenty dollars a day if yeah. it was three dollars each. Golly. Yeah. Trying to do quick math there, and maybe that's how many kids I have. I don't know. You got more than that. Can't count that I know of. Okay. Uh, Johnny, let's get into the results here, and let's grade something I always want to do, but we never actually go through with it. I want to put a grade on each player. Okay. Um, you know, A, B, C, D, F, whatever. Or we can skip D, just go A, B, C, F. Um, and, you know, those will always those will always apply more to, you know, the the seasoned veterans, right, of how they've played at, at wherever they are and, and what we – based on expectations. These, these young guys that have never won, clearly they're going to have A's, right, just for the way they played, uh, especially under the pressure. Uh, but first of all, let's let's talk about the runner-up. Sammy Valamaki at 17 under. It ended up being a two-stroke win. Uh, but they were kind of locked horns all day Sunday. You know, and I don't think I would have cared if either one of these guys won, right? It, I mean, because they both played well enough on Sunday to win. Yeah. Uh, I didn't look at too much what Valamaki did the three days prior. Uh, but clearly, if he'd have had a little bit better day on one of those rounds, he'd have been right there too with, with Nap with an opportunity to win. Because uh, he was right there anyway, uh, but it was kind of a dream start for Valamaki. I thought he converted scoring chances when he could. Uh, he just couldn't keep up with Nap. He did erase that four-stroke deficit, deficit over seven holes, and he looked like he was on his way to the win. But his the ball he hit in the water on number ten was was kind of that wasn't great. Um, and his short game, I thought on thirteen and fourteen, probably shots that he wished he had back, um, losing by two. But overall, man, you know, as a rookie, a and, plus. Yeah, it has to be a plus. There's no question. It's not a, it, you know, the 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 water ball on ten. He he picked the wrong club. 
really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at – he should have had something short of that bunker. But you look at that situation, he's trying to push the envelope a little bit. He's trying to – you know, he's trying to make something happen. Um, and he just hit a bad shot. I think he hit the wrong club. If you look at – if you look at Nap, he, he lowered down to either his rescue club – or his three wood, so he can right. stay short of that bunker and still have a l- little bit longer club in. But he took all the the um, the, the bunker out of play and right. the water out of play. So, you know, maybe a little bit of course management. You also look like if I was Valabaki, rookie mistake. Well, I, a little bit of rookie mistake, but he also had a rookie caddy, right? Mm-hmm. Valamaki did, and you know maybe it's that situation to where that you um, you know the caddy that if you if they know you that well. They would pull you off of something like that. So, listen, those are just sheer experiences. Yeah. I mean, even though the guys won six or seven times internationally, there was no pressure like he had winning on the PGA Tour. So he'll learn from that, right? Um, Wait, just, let, me, I, let me ask you this before you move on. You said something interesting. You said he had a rookie caddy. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, it was the first time they worked together. So was this caddy familiar with this course? Is that why he picked him? I, I, that's, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know if he's f- familiar with the golf course. Possibly he was. Maybe he's caddied there before, or he, or he caddied for another player. Uh, but they they were certainly the that was their first time. And there was a couple other things in terms of there was an incident on um, where Nat missed the green and Valamaki hit it on the green. But Valamaki was actually further away. But he had Jake go ahead and play up because if he was going to leave the pin, and well. I would rather. I mean, if you're, I would rather go ahead and putt. Put some yeah. pressure on him if you had mm-hmm. to hit a great putt. It puts pressure on him as a chip. But he, the the team of Alamaki went went ahead and let him play it up. I would have never done that. And yeah. if I was, if he was an experienced caddy with that player, he would have had them go ahead. So there was probably some team mistakes there. I'm not saying it would definitively cost him the golf tournament, but it certainly could have changed the momentum, maybe potentially in one way, especially with the club selection. And especially with the exchange of um, who plays first on that par three. Um, yeah, because if do we know why he was with a new caddy? Does his, does his his DP World Tour caddy just not want to travel? It's just expensive to get from from over there to Mexico in a smaller purse, or maybe he just wanted to take the week off. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the the, ex, the extent. Of but I mean, if you're going to replace your your normal caddy and you're at a new course, surely you're going to find somebody that knows the course. I mean, if you're going to go to all that trouble, right? I would, yeah, I would think that the guy knew the golf course. Maybe, uh, you know, you know what I think maybe happened. I think he's a cat. I, I think one there was seven withdrawals. Yeah, they got in that tequila, putting one of your boys. Yeah, yeah. So they might have got that Montezuma's revenge. <laughs> so maybe one of those caddies stuck around, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the scenario. I mean, I, I can do some research on it. I don't really know, uh, but uh, certainly, certainly, I think the guy knew the golf course, but he didn't know the player's game. Right. And when you're in that first time spot, certainly the player is going to dictate what goes on, and there's not going to be a lot of hey, listen. Uh, confidence, let's just say, in terms of Lacaddy pulling off the player, and that certainly maybe in a couple of scenarios could have helped. Uh, tied for third, Steven Jaegermeister. Is, by the way, we just filled up the Jaeger machine in the studio. Anybody who wanting to come up and hang out, you're welcome to. I'll give him an A. Um, I gave him an A minus. Yeah, uh, it looks like he's kind of found a, a nice comfort level around this course. He put together another quality outing for sure. It's his third straight top 20 in this tournament. Um, you know, his, his, his final round 65 was certainly commendable. You know, it was a little bit too little too late at, at, at 14 under. And that's a, that, that's a, that's a point to where, like I said, I like, I love this final round because, you know, like we talked about a little bit earlier, the guys can really make a big, big move or usually the longer hitters on the PGA tour to try to chase. And he's not one of those guys. Yeah. So he kind of plotted his way around. Like he always does. The guy's probably going to win this year. He might win one of those tier, you know, the John Deere, or he might win Puerto Rico if he's not. I think, he, but he, I think he's going to get in Bay Hill. So right, that doesn't matter. But um, you know, the guy's just—he's kind of like that Matt Kuchar, right? He just—he doesn't miss cuts. Makes a lot of money. Uh, well, it's his third, uh, what third straight top three finish? Yeah, I mean the guy's second gonna, top three finish. He's going to win, and I hope when he does win, he buys some better gear because his gear is awful. Please it's, tell me he's not Srix on. Oh, he, but he's just got some jankety gear, man. He, he just he, he don't need to be wearing the shit that he's wearing. So. Oh, you're talking about his clothes? Yeah, it's, oh, it's okay. awful. It's terrible. I don't, I don't ter- recall. Oh, man, it looks terrible. Well, he can wear whatever he wants. That's just his personal selection, right? Well, his personal selection is trifling. <laughs> it's trifling. 
Man, you ain't got the body to wait Jay to wear Jay Lindenberg. You don't. It just doesn't wow. like it. Yeah, he's German, so man, right. they, they they ain't got no fashion sense, and they're dumpy anyways. So you wow. know, I'm just well, it's, it's fact. It's fact. Huh. I, I mean, probably won't get him on Internet. the show anytime soon, but that's fine. I mean, he was booked for next week. He but was. probably ain't happening now. Uh, but but um, it's true though. His gear. It, I mean. Does he not have a woman you to dress me- him? You don't remember when we saw him at the buyer, Nelson? Yes. And he was sitting there. He's a little wee guy anyways. Yeah. And I'm just like, bro, you look you look like scrappy dude. Wasn't he mean, playing with, with Luke List and that, yeah, that, that yeah, practice yeah, round that yeah. we see? Yeah, yeah. He, he looked like Shaggy, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. I mean, he looked terrible. Ruby You got all this candy, man. Just get better. I mean, it's, just, it's not hard to get better. You get that shit for free, man. Uh, tied for 13th at 11 under. Uh, John, I almost called you Colby. Johnny. The um, only top 25 player in the world golf rankings that played this weekend, and he finished tied for 13th. And the defending champion, Tony Finau. I mean, he was clearly a few swings away from contesting for, from contending in this tournament. And a lot of sloppiness off the tee, I thought. Some poor putting. Just he didn't look good this weekend. I know he tied for 13th, but considering the competition, the level of competition he's used to, I just don't think that was a very good showing. I mean, I gave him a B minus. Oh, average. No, not even a B minus. That's way. It's way too much. A B minus. He shoots eleven under. Nah, the weather was fine. Um, you know, this is kind of an annuity for him, right? I mean, it's just it's just what it is. Right. So I he just average. I, I I'm not going to give him good. That's not fair. Uh, he just it was just a, average performance. Eleven under par for him at this golf course isn't very good. Didn't have a good weekend at all. I thought his iron play was pretty consistent still, but again the putting was bad. Uh, he didn't look really good off the tee and and just lots of mistakes. I thought for a guy like him, you you expect better, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, tied for eighteenth, our boy at ten under, Cashmere Keith Mitchell. F. Uh, he got off to a slow start. He battled back nicely to cash in on a top 20, though. His ball striking, I thought, was good. He ranked fifth in strokes gained tee to green, ninth in strokes gained off the tee, and second in strokes gained approach. Um, but, man, again, Fail. you really expect more out of him, right? F. Well, I didn't give him an F. I gave him a C. I mean, you he think finished top average? 20. I don't care. In that field, for him, I know. the talent that he's got. Well, the talent we think he has. He just got uncomfortable because he couldn't wear that sweater. That's why. That's it's cashmere sweater. Yeah, cashmere sweater. I told you I saw a couple of interviews with Keith Mitchell on Golf Network. When he's they were cool. Dis- he's when, cool and chill. When they were discussing the investment group and the whole all of that crap, and he, dude, he is way more well spoken than oh. a lot of guys on the tour, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And I just just hearing him talk and the way he he presents himself, you know, I I gained a lot of more respect for him. I just wished that would translate. To, the, to his play. He's got way too much talent to play how he – he's only had – you know, he's had one win on the PGA Tour. I know. One. And with a guy with that much talent, as great as he drives a golf ball, that that's embarrassing for the guy's talent. But that just goes to show, man, that there's so much money out there that you can make $50 million finishing 20th. Right. I mean, and he is he is the epitome of that. If If – if the tour's purses were a million dollars like they would be in the old school days, you think he would be that way? No. Because he's got too much talent. Yeah. And I say that, I say this as, I mean, we're joking about it, but I say this as a positive thing. Like, I expect, maybe I expect too much from him or just from his talent level. I mean, he's one of those guys, there's about four or five guys on the driving range. If you go to a PGA Tour event, that you will walk down the range and he hits balls and you'll turn your head. Like, it's different. And it just doesn't transcend into wins for him. And there's something there. Maybe he's just like, hey, man, I'm cool to have a couple bottles of wine and have my cashmere and whatever you, whatever he does. Maybe this is on me because I expect too much. Uh, real quick before we get into – oh, we got one more guy on our list here. As uh, the guy that I really thought would win. I don't know who Hoy Hard is. but I know. Hoy Hard? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. It's – uh. Um, I, it's spell check. I do these things in a hurry, man, and I just don't Jeez. look. And they spell checks it. I usually don't even look. But you know what I mean. I know. Tied for 52nd at four under. The guy that I had is my winner. Uh, and I thought expectations were a lot higher for him than a, a T52 in this tournament. Uh, since he finished as the runner-up to Pavon at the Farmers, he, man, he's just he seems like he struggled a lot more than he should. Um, you know, I get it. He's a rookie. 
But but he's not a rookie. But he's not, right? No. I mean, he has that huge impressive resume with the DP World Tour, uh, Ryder Cup appearance. You know, I just, I don't know. I expect more. I gave, I gave him an F. I gave him an F also. You know, you know sometimes when um, – Because you made me look bad with my picks. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you get those, those guys from Europe and they get down to Mexico and they see all those pretty girls. There's pretty girls in Mexico? Oh, my God. Why, is there a bunch of Brazilians hanging out? Time for a break. We're not done yet. Yeah, Time so, for a yes, break. Yes, we are. We've got three minutes to fill, and I wanted to ask you, uh, unrelated to the um, the Mexico Open here before we hit our break and get into your picks, real quick, the fact that Augusta National and Fred Ridley, the chairman of Augusta National, has offered for only the second time in history – Special invitations, and they have been accepted. And really the big name here, I guess there's two big names, Joaquin Neiman of the Live Tour mm-hmm. and Thorbjorn Olsson. The Thunder Bear. The Thunder Bear. So do you have any insight on why this is happening? we got to fill the field. I mean, Well, they're going to fill the field. Well, look at all these uh, – uh, well, the, the, the criterias are so weird because a lot of these big names are, are falling out of the top – Right. 50 in the world. Right. They are. So they have to fill them. So Joaquin Neiman, I get. Thornbjorn Olsen, I don't get. Um, I don't understand why he's doing that. He's not on live. But Joaquin Neiman. Neiman's not a, not a obviously, a previous winner, or he'd be invited back already. Yeah, but he's still in top 50 in the world, I think. I have to look through that. So there's they can make special exemptions all they want. There's, there's about 25 criteria to get in the Masters, right? There is. Um they have to fill that. They have to fill this field with some players. They do some some names is going to draw uh, some attendance. I mean, Neiman can draw that South American crowd, right? Uh, you know, he's still one of those guys that moves the needle a little bit as young as he is, and he's had good success there. You know, no one can figure out the who. Listen, Augusta can invite anybody they want. That's sure, really, they own really their tour, simple. yeah, or their tournament. Yeah, it's really that simple. Augusta is not ran by the PGA Tour. It's not ran by PGA of America. The Masters, Augusta National, is its own entity. They're the most powerful, believe it or not. Yeah. They are the most powerful entity in golf. They are. And they're going to invite who they want. They want to get 80 players in the field, 88 players, however it is, 90 players. They have to fill it because at this point, if you look at the criteria that they used to have, you might only have 50 players in the field, 50 to 60. And they don't want that. They don't. That's why they're getting some of these other exemptions, like the African amateur and the South American amateur and some of these other things that they're doing. Which they should. You know what? I love that. I like that. Absolutely they should. So, you know, they're always kind of innovative in what they do. But, listen, if you ask me why, I don't know why. And I don't think anyone else does unless you're in that boardroom at Augusta and making those decisions. And, you know, the – what, I liked I liked the big names at Augusta, but look look at some of the guys that I, I'll, at break I'll look at some of the guys potentially that might not be in, that might have to you know I I mean I don't know that's that went to live Sergio Garcia, he won I mean Neiman's number eighty one, but he moves the needle he brings the South American audience oh it's because of where he's from a little bit so this is racial no not racial <laughs> racial. I mean, I mean, in a positive way, not a negative for, way. I'm looking forward to my boy uh, Angel Cabrera coming back and playing it. Dude, when is that happening? This year. He's playing. He's, he's playing past, at Masters? He's a past winner. Well, I know, but he's, he's actually going to be able to play? He's out of jail. Well, I know he's out of jail, but is his – I mean, is that's all he's been doing is playing golf. No, he hasn't. He, he played last week in uh, the senior – but he's 52, so he's been oh, playing Champions Tour events. But the guy knows his place better than better than you know a haircut. get him on the show. Uh, he doesn't speak English. It'll be a Spanish. I can I can translate. No, you can't. Híjole la leche, wey. Time for the break. <laughs> I know how to do that. All right, on the other side, coming back, we will get go over our picks, my picks, Johnny's picks, the ones that matter, how we did, how we didn't do, uh, maybe what changes we might have made, um, which are, will be obvious now in retrospect, but we yeah. still like to talk about how smart we sound when we discuss it. We are from the rough right here on FanStream Sports. We'll be back after this. <laughs> Sports fans, fan stream sports. Hi, golfers. IndyCar Tim here. I want to talk to you a little bit about Golf Central Magazine. It's not just a golf magazine. It's the magazine for everything. Turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. 
head over to GolfCentralMag.com and check out the latest issue, some of the regular features in Golf Central Magazine, the Golf Bachelorette of the Month, the Golf Bachelor of the Month, the Golf Cart Girl of the Month, Golf History, Grip It and Sip It. So head over to GolfCentralMag.com. It's free. It's the magazine for everything, turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. Golf Central Magazine at GolfCentralMag.com. We'll see you there. All right, guys, time to talk a little bit about turf life. You've seen the hats on our heads. You've been or seen the video of the studio. You've seen that the decals are all over the place. Turf life. Man, it's the brand that salutes the consumer and industry players everywhere whose lives involve turf. What does that mean? That means if you play or have a business or, you know, maybe you're a sports educator, you're going to be on turf at some point. So you live the turf life. So go ahead and tell everybody you live the turf life by having your turf life window decal or, you know, the hat or the keychain or the something. Along that lines, just go to turflifeclub.com and become a turf head. That's what it's called when you live the turf life. You're now a turf head. And you can go join the club today, snag that window decal, or snag any other special turf life accessories, and go over there to that website, which is turflifeclub.com, and get your stuff and show everybody that, man, I'm all about that turf life. And then you just kind of raise your coffee mug at them and go, yeah, turf life, baby. That's what it's about. And then that's the end of the commercial. Ding. That means it's done in microwave talk. Hi, golfers. IndyCar Tim here. I want to talk to you a little bit about Golf Central Magazine. It's not just a golf magazine. It's the magazine for everything. Turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. Head over to GolfCentralMag.com and check out the latest issue, some of the regular features in Golf Central Magazine, the Golf Bachelorette of the Month, the Golf Bachelor of the Month, the Golf Cart Girl of the Month, Golf History, Grip It and Sip It. So head over to GolfCentralMag.com. It's free. It's the magazine for everything, turf, travel, philanthropy, and lifestyle. Golf Central Magazine at GolfCentralMag.com. We'll see you there. Hey, listeners, make sure you check out the brand new Fan Stream Sports in-studio text line, you can reach us during any of our live shows or 24-7 at 214-937-0569. That's 214-937-0569. Text us 24-7 day or night, and we'll reply to you and make you part of the show. Coming back at you. Now, more fans, dream sports. Welcome back to From the Rough right here on Fan Stream Sports. I'm Indy Tim. That is PGA of America member, as I am contractually obligated to say, John Gerber. Thank you. Former participant in the Mexico Open. Thank you. Um, maybe not a winner, but hey, we all can't be winners. Right? I mean, I've never won the Masters, so I think we're even. Um, Are we not even? If you say we're even, we're even. Hey, but you know what I have done? I've won just as many Super Bowls. As Dak Prescott. That's correct. That's not hard to do, but that is correct. But it's not a lie. True. Uh, I've also won as many Masters as John Daly. That's very fact. Um, is he going to play this year? Probably not. Man, huh? he's, he's so hurt. <laughs> he's always hurt, dude. He needs to lose about 180 pounds. I don't know why he always gets hurt. His lifestyle is so great. I don't know why. <laughs> he takes such good care of his body, yeah, he right? He takes such great care of his body. <laughs> <and> his, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just a mystery to me why he's always hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not me. Same reason I'm always hurt and <laughs> falling into nightstands and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. What what Nancy say? She what she what I tell you? That I, I'm supposed to open the door before I try to walk through <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, you look a hell of a lot better than you did a couple of days ago. Well, my black eye's gone. My nose, the swelling has gone down tremendously. It's still freak. My face still freaking hurts. I'm on. Uh, ibuprofen 24-7 right now, like okay. a 1,000 milligrams every four hours Yeah, uh, until the cartilage heals. It's the 18th time in my life I've broken my nose. Huh. So it never does actually heal all the way. All it does is really stop hurting at some point. You have, like, like nasal problems? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, when this happened, and, of course, I didn't tell the story on the golf show. I told it on a couple of other shows, the J.P. Peterson show and the – Colby Sapp and Indy Cartim show, but when it happened, I rolled out of bed after a night of crown drinking. Uh, so I was safe at home. You know, I should have been fine, right? Not the king, the drink crown. The Yes, crown royal. We were drinking the new blackberry crown, which Ugh. is gross, by the way. Yeah, you think? But we were drinking it for free because it was a demo or whatever bottle that they had at the bar. But you drank it anyways. Well, it was free. Oh, sure. And so, yeah, so I'm, I'm in a crown-induced coma. Apparently rolled out of bed, 
and I have a king size bed, and it's a um, it's a IKEA bed, so it's a little high off the ground anyway. Yeah, and apparently I have a three drawer uh, nightstand, right? Uh, also an IKEA. I like IKEA because Max's wife bought all these things. I like so, IKEA. but apparently the bottom drawer, which is where I keep my socks in that nightstand, wasn't closed all the way. I have no idea why. So as I rolled off the bed and fell from the top all the way to the floor, my face hit, it. hit the open drawer. Like, I didn't even immediately wake up, Johnny. I don't know how long I had been laying on the ground in a pool of blood and concussed vomit. But I woke up much later and realized what happened when I went to the, crawled to the bathroom and looked in the mirror. <laughs> and then I looked at the the the, the carpet walking back. So... How how long would you would you did you lay in your own blood on? The I have floor? no idea because I don't know what time it was. I rolled out. It was four twelve a.m. when I woke up and realized what had happened. And it sounded sound like the story when Mills got so drunk at Pebble Beach. He wrote. He tried to go to his night. So the night the bed and the nightstand is close to Pebble Beach. So he was so drunk he tried to reach over to turn the light off, and he rolled out of bed and got wedged in between the <laughs> nightstand. In the bed. Where's Mills? And he was so drunk he couldn't get out, so he slept there. Like he couldn't get like he couldn't get out. So wait, we finally have an answer to Where's Mills? He's stuck between the bed and the nightstand. He's still at, He's still there. This was like this was like his first year there. Like his and it, That might be my favorite Mills story. He got he got up the next day and I picked him up and he was late. He's never late. Like never late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're driving and he's like, Johnny Gerber. I was like, What? He's like I got so drunk last night. I got scared. Shuffler. I got scared. <laughs> like, all right, Mills. <laughs> Do Nancy and Jerome know Mills? Uh, only by reputation. Okay, they, they've never. I mean, they live in Columbus. Like I've yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I saw, their paths I've, have ever crossed. I've seen. They've. I've showed pictures. I've never met Mills's wife. Oh, I forgot you said that. So, are we even sure she exists? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she exists because... You've talked to her on the phone. I see text messages that she sends him. It's like, why are you hanging out with him? Like, I'm like the bad guy. Why are you hanging out with that washed-up pro golfer? I'm the bad guy between all my friends that are married and stuff. They, they always blame me. Like, I'm the scapegoat. Oh, like, my ex-wife loved you, though. Yeah, You're not on my... In my I'm, I was always the bad guy. Because yeah, you have already you already messed that up. Me and Lance were the bad... She's like, I don't want you hanging out with Lance. But you hang out with Johnny anytime you want. Yeah, you already messed that up a long time ago. So, I was... I did I couldn't mess it up even We were only married you. 16 years. I mean, come on. That I know of. That's a lot. Could have been more. Could have been less. I don't even really know. Yeah. Um, so let's get into our picks here, Johnny. Not much to talk about. Just there's really not. I'll go over mine first as we get our regular music going. By the way, I get comments on our music. Everybody likes our music. We got to turn it down though. You no, I know, no, no. Yeah, I got to keep it down because it sounds different as we hear it through our monitors yeah. than it does on the air. So I just now I know where that sweet spot is on the board. It sounds super soft to us in our headphones. But on the broadcast, it's probably right about perfect. And what's funny... Jerome said he had turned down his hearing aids when he... Come on, Jerome. Hearing. He doesn't have hearing aids. I know. He should have just texted me. <laughs> um, so I've introduced some production value music to the J.P. Peterson show. When we, So, you know, he gets a lot of live viewers in his two-hour show. Uh, Tampa sports intensive, but also national information. 10 to 12 Eastern time on FanStreamSports.com, the FanStream Sports app, and our YouTube channel. Go check it out. Also heard... Uh, every day from 10 to 12 Eastern on 102.5 The Strike HD2 out in Tampa. We're on the radio now. All right. But I introduced some – so a lot of what he does is reading comments, you know, from all, all the people that are watching, which is great, man. That's a great, great bit. So I put some music behind all of it, right? And, like, reading comment music is what I call it. And he just thought it was the greatest thing ever. We were getting comments from people like, oh, my God, don't ever get rid of the music. This is great. <laughs> yeah, like, it's yeah. – yeah. We had one guy complain. One person complained. It was one of his that. regulars. And Johnny's like, yeah, screw him. I don't care. I like it. Yeah. yeah so, or JP. JP. I said Johnny, JP. His actually real name is John. It is John, so I guess it kind of worked, but yeah. nobody calls him that. Yeah. Uh, so, Johnny, my picks, of course, I had. I'll go backwards as I do. I had Michael Kim in my top 20 at plus 230. He missed the cut, Johnny. You get to Montezuma's? And or? it wasn't even close. Oh, he play, He actually played. He didn't WD? No, you had one of those. I didn't have anybody with, that withdrew. Yeah. And then I really had higher hopes for this dude um, with Keith Mitchell in my top 10. Yes. 
that, he almost got there, though. He almost got there. Oh, what was he? Thir- uh, T13, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he was close. That wasn't a bad pick. But, man, my Nikolai Hogard, as I had it, 16-1 to 1 to win, man. Tied for 52nd. Again, we just talked about it in the last segment. Just complete disappointment for him. Yep. I have nothing to say. I'm yeah. just pissed. Yeah, I'm not happy either. I mean, obviously, this is one of these rare weeks that we... You had a near miss, though, with your winner, one yeah, of your winners. but this is a rare week that we don't cash a ticket. Yeah. Like, we, this, it happens once a year for sure, but never happens usually twice. So, so we, right. didn't, we didn't cash that ticket, but we almost got there. I mean, you know, if you look at that field like we talked about a little bit earlier, they separate themselves so much that you just had to have a special round. And that firepower behind them... Just couldn't – they didn't have the firepower to do it. It's yeah, just fact. Yeah. It's just fact. Now, if you looked at it a little bit different, if a guy like Steven Yeager was in that lead at 19 under, and then you took you took Knapp or Valamaki that was five, or five, six, seven shots back, I would say okay because they have enough length to dominate the golf course. Right. You know, all the par fives, they have irons in. But if you have a shorter hitter like that as Steven Yeager, we couldn't. So we had Steven Yeager on our card. That's what we really liked at 22-1, to 1, T3. Almost got there, but, again, he just got too much separation. We did have uh, Cashmere. Um, i got to think of a new name for him because he's – He's still Cashmere Keith. Yeah, but he's on, He's getting to be on that list, though. He's on. He's going he, he to get on that list. He's going to get on that list soon. Boy, he's, he's close, isn't he? Boy, I can tell. Man, he's on that list. Cashmere Keith, 25-1, to 1, T19. <laughs> Your boy Grio, 30, 30 to one. Look, uh, this is what I get for pronouncing his pronouncing his name right. Finally, th- thank you. Well, you know what? No, no. You, what was uh, no a uh, Jaeger? That's why you got in trouble because you spelled Jaeger's name wrong. I spelled it like it is spelled on the PGA Tour. Emiliano Grio, thirty to one. Uh, finished T thirty three. It's Grillo again, by the way. Grillo. That's what I said. Ham sandwich pick, Mackenzie Hughes decided he wanted to go to downtown Puerto Vallarta instead of <laughs> playing golf, which there's a lot to do in downtown Puerto Vallarta. You know, the Canadian. But not golf. The, the, there's a lot of, it's weird. There's more Canadians that live in Puerto Vallarta than there, uh, that you'd be shocked. Well, yeah, but not full time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like transplants? Yes. I've never heard yes. of any. Yes. I know everyone in Canada. Yes. yes. Good day, mate. And he decided he wanted to fiesta a little bit more than play golf, so he did miss the cut. Two top tens: uh, Thomas Dietrich, <clears throat> Maverick McNeely, T thirteen. We had him in the top ten. I actually messed I up. I actually effect. messed up. I thought we had him in our top twenty, uh, so I messed up. So that hurt me a little bit. So T thirteen, he finished up. Uh, Chris Goderip, um, got what happened Mon- to him? Montezumas. He withdrew. He didn't even finish. No, he didn't even start. Oh, he didn't start? I thought he started on Thursday. There's a club there called Aqua. I want to go there. Uh, I will go to Mexico if you take me to Aqua. What I heard, just what I heard, uh, it's it's pretty cool. So uh, do you think if we go to Aqua next year, next year, the week before the Mexico Open, and we both impersonate professional golfers? What? I just thought you'd... What's the question? I thought you would say, but I am. I don't have to impersonate one. Well, that's a fact. I thought that's a given. That we could drag something out of there. It's not. I'll say this the right way because my parents are watching. Uh, it's pretty much a given. All right, let's do it. <laughs> and our last pick, uh, Patton Kazire, uh, missed the cut at plus five hundred. So listen, it's just one of those rare weeks that we didn't cash a ticket. Got us really back on the uh, under the radar. We're minus sixteen twenty for the year. Haven't had a lot of matchups. It was just weird. We've had a weird year with matchups just because of a lot of the uh, delays and things like that in the tournament, uh, weather delays, and I just didn't really like any of the matchups this week. So we're still at 9-3-1 and one for our matchups, but right. we are minus 16-20 for the year. But this is we, we were worse off last year than we were this year, and we still finished, finished up with a plus $12,000 profit. Uh, but this is this is this little stretch. I love this little stretch. This little four week stretch of the Florida swing. Mm-hmm. This is really I, where I get my hay. I know the golf course is so well. I know the players that are playing. So this this month stretch in terms of our gaming strategy and and how we're going to profit is going to be bounce us back and certainly certainly get us on the profit side. And I really like a lot of mashup, especially this week. Weather is going to be the key. 
Uh, for everyone listening, in terms of your betting, weather is going to be the key. you got to find out if it's windy or chilly because this golf course next week, and we'll preview it. I think we're – I'm going to try to do a show Wednesday. I'm, you know, I'm flying the Phoenix. So right. I'm going to try – we'll try to do a show Wednesday, but I'll certainly have our picks out. Um, we'll just see. But we really got to pay attention to the weather because you're playing, you're playing PGA National and that wind gets blowing. Boy, it's a tough test. And don't be surprised if it does that – Single digits will win that golf tournament, which what you love. I do love that. I love all of that. Um, and we'll do our uh, we'll do our preview for next week on uh, Wednesday, right? We're still doing that. Well, if I'll be in Phoenix, so um, we can do it from Phoenix. We can do well, it from all over the world. You know, we got we got some some very very important uh, fan stream sports DSP media meetings out in Phoenix. Yeah, we do with Gemini Sports. So maybe uh, we can record it. Uh, we can't record the meeting. That's kind of no, not the meeting. Oh, record the show. Uh, we'll see. I get in early. Maybe we can. Let's so let's let's record play. it at some point during the day earlier, so we can rebroadcast. I mean, we'll have your picks and everything by then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly. Yeah, so Johnny will have his picks for uh, for Wednesday for next week, and then uh, we didn't have any uh, matchups. You didn't offer any matchups no. for the for this tournament, which no. it's is on purpose because you you're either too hungover to do it. And you didn't wake up in time, that's or that's you. That's not true. Or take, take that back. well, sometimes he actually texts them to me, and but I don't wake up because I'm hungover. Well, thank you. For that's pretty rare. It's not me, but it's, that's pretty rare. Uh, but no, if, if there's not good matchups that have value that he doesn't think are that are that are winnable, then no. he won't just offer them for the sake of offering them. No. Because Johnny, unlike other people you see on TV or hear on the radio that give you guys all this advice and betting advice and all of these things. Johnny actually bets on his picks. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sending anything out that I don't put my own stamp of approval, my own candy on. So, right. listen, I'm just not going to throw out there. And, you know, sites are different. I, I always search the sites. And it, it's all about the number, and it's all about the matchup. Like, yep. you know, even though I, I think there's a guy could dominate in a matchup, if they're 170, 175, yep. you know, that's one golf swing away from losing double your money, and it just doesn't work that way. So it's more important to – you know, watch the number. Where Where is that number as yeah. opposed to a big favorite? Or, or and A lot of times, man, I'll look at that big underdog and, and play that so you double up your money. So there's a lot of skill and strategy to it. It's just not – you just don't go one-to-one, heads heads up to heads up, and thinking the big favorite's going to win. It doesn't work that way. No, and Johnny doesn't just throw stuff out there no. for the sake of throwing stuff out there because, again, he's betting on it himself. That's right. So, yeah, you guys, you guys tune in. At Jay Gerber PGA Pro on the X. I am at IndyCar Tim. The show is at From the Rough PGA. Uh, we have that on our social media. Every Wednesday, we'll give you his, uh, what, three top, or three winners, a ham sandwich, which is his long shot, three or, or two top 10s and two top 20s. That's correct. And he is betting those just like he's asking you to. Yep. And then you can hear the show Wednesday night to hear, hear the analysis of those picks. And then tune in on Monday, and we'll talk about how they did and all of the money Johnny won. We're, but, we're ready to get going. But just don't listen to my picks. Yeah, for sure. You should have listened two weeks ago, but applied it to this week. Boy, you were messed up. <laughs> Wait, now I can't do that, can I? Yeah. That's not how it works. You thought you were in Mexico two weeks early. See, that's Man, what Me- Mexico and Vegas, this is what it does to you. You think you're there, but you're not. Man, I will do Vegas anytime, any day, anywhere in Vegas. I pass. I do love me some Vegas. I've done it enough. Well, I have too, but that's why I like it. Okay. I enjoy it. Uh, we are from the rough. I'm IndyCar Tim. That is Johnny the Gerb Man, Gerbinator Gerb. One more, uh, one more Gerb is. Gerbinator Gerb Gerb. Yeah. Gerber Baby Gerb. You ever get called Gerber Baby? All my life. Really? Yeah. Were you the Gerber Baby? No. I mean, you're about the same age as the one they first shot in the 30s. I'm not 70. Sure. Well, you'd be 90. Are we done? Some quick math there as we. I'm stalling so I can find the button. (laughs) Uh, We'll be back on Wednesday at some point to preview next week. I don't even know what's next week. What's next week? Uh, The old Honda down in. Oh, yeah, the Honda. The Honda. By the way, they were showing the old 20. Cosinet. It's Cosinet now. It's not Honda. Yeah, it's not Honda. We still call it Honda because we like Hondas. They could build a $2 billion plant here in Frisco, but they can't sponsor a tournament for 10 That's Toyota. Oh, okay. My bad. But they're the same, right? Yeah. One of those foreign. Damn furners, as my dad would say back in the day. Uh, yeah, it didn't matter if they were built in America. It's still a fern company. Certainly not going to get them as a sponsor now. Thank you. No, I'm, my dad's long gone, all right? He doesn't run this company. You do. Okay. I'm sorry. Nancy does. That's correct. So that's where we're at. All right, we'll be back on Wednesday at some point, 5 o'clock Central, FanStreamSports.com, the FanStreamSports app. And you guys, make sure you check out 
Fan Stream Sports TV on our YouTube channel, 24-7 live streaming of our most recent shows. Check it out, 24-7. We are right there with you. Until then, boys and girls, y'all keep hitting them straight. <laughs>